I was scared. I was scared. I was scared too. You're listening to. I was scared too. Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. The Leprechaun. Take it away, Mr. Movies. Give him hell, kid cinema. Dun 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 I don't care if Monday's blue Tuesday's gray and Wednesday's too Oh Thursday I don't care about you it's Friday the 13th Da, da 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 Whoa! Folks, it's Friday the 13th. Folks, I learned about that song from the movie Fifty First Dates. <laughs> it's in that song. That's where I heard it. Wasn't a cure guy before Fifty First Dates. Wow. I, I wouldn't even say I'm a cure guy now, but I like the cure. The cure's good. Cure are fun. And actually, yeah. I was so honored when you suggested we sing that song, Fesh. Mm-hmm. It was one of my Christmas gifts <gasps> was the three CD deluxe edition of the album wish which contains the hit single friday i'm in love what's your favorite cure song my dude you know that is up there friday in love it's a great one what's Uh, the one from ant-man that one's pretty good when they're like they hit the iphone in in when they're in the purse or whatever and it starts playing a cure song that's good oh what i'm not i wouldn't Hmm, I'm sure I'd recognize it. Yeah. Like, Cure Ant-Man. Yeah, Cure Ant-Man. Plane song, it seems? <laughs> or Disintegration? Right. I think it's Those Disintegration. Are... I think it's Disintegration. Very good. That whole album, Disintegration, is really great. What uh, is my favorite, though? Let's see. Let me... I'm sure it's a big hit. Boys Don't Cry, pretty great. Close to Me, very good. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Just like Heaven's Good. Oh, just like heaven! What a sing! What a what a pop song! I'm gonna lock it in as "Boys Don't Cry." Awesome, righto. Good song. Righto. All right, and <laughs> well, 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 all right. Well, I mean, what? I don't know what you expected when you hit play, but uh, we're back, folks. This is a podcast. We're back. It's I Was Scared 2, a horror movie podcast. I'm Mr. Movies. I'm Kid Cinema. Together we are Mr. Mr. Movies and Kid Kid Cinema. Cinema. Or Kid Kid Cinema Cinema and Mr. Movies. It's like Namor to water. Look at us. (laughs) Our powers are completely rejuvenated now that we've actually jumped back in. Exactly. Ooh, baby. We're coming to you on, yeah, Friday the 13th. As we off, as is a tradition on this podcast. When Listen, it's, we haven't recorded an episode in fucking forever. But what do you? What's the one thing you can bet your ass on with "I Was Scared Too"? We keep our promises. Yes, and we promised you that every Friday the Thirteenth we would cover one of those Jason Voorhees movies, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. And look at your dang calendar now. <laughs> well, don't because it maybe you're not listening to this on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but look but, into well, our look at your calendar. Yes. And then look at when this was posted. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll see that we're not lying. We're not lying. We, um, we're we coming to you on a spooky, the first pod of 2023, too. Yeah. yeah. First Friday yeah. the 13th of 2023. Yeah. 
And maybe the only, let's see. We'll see, you know. And um, one thing that's fun, too. Seven months? Isn't it just like every seven months there's a Friday the 13th? Hmm. We should know this by now. <laughs> and we will well, learn it now. Uh, October. <gasps> the scary month! That is going to have a huge impact on the movie industry. They are going to... Wow. Well, you expect that every time, but wasn't there one like two years ago and like... It, or three or five or whatever it was, but fairly recently, but it was just like countdown is what came out. And like, that's it. It was like, well, Which great. We saw it together. Right? Yep. Yep. We'll see that yeah. Uh, but it was something of that ilk. It was just like, all right, so you're not. So LeBron has had the rights for this fucking franchise this whole time. And is going to go do Space Jam and House Party, but not Friday the 13th? LeBron, get, get off your ass, man. And make these make some Friday the Thirteenth movies, and boy, do we have a Friday the Thirteenth movie <laughs> yes. for you today. This is a film today. We must be people been buzzing. Which one are they going to cover? Because we don't go in chronological order. We follow our hearts. Darn it! Mm-hmm. And um, don't you dare eat those hearts, listeners. <laughs> We're either one of us to die. Don't eat our hearts, because mm-hmm. then the spirit of Fesh or JZT <laughs> might live in you. It's Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday from 1993. How about it? The ninth film. The ninth Friday the 13th film. So the, here's the thing. I You were born in 1989, tail end of it. Yes. I was born pretty deep into 1990. I feel like no franchise that has started in our lifetime reaches those numbers anymore. Uh, Screams slowly crawl in there. Yes, Screams up to six in March. After 20 years. Friday the 13th, at this point, is 13 years old and has had nine movies. (laughs) Yeah. It was one a year up until like 88. They took 88 off, then did 89, then took four years off. It's wild. It's just wild. And not just numerically, but just whew, the 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 world is open for these franchises when they get late into the game. I, I, what the the strongest feeling I had watching this movie was I miss this level of cash grab desperation because I feel <laughs> yeah. like it does it don't happen no more. It, what it ha- it, it, things get canceled after one and a half seasons or three episodes or whatever. It's, we're not gonna. There's no Hail Mary passes anymore, I guess is right. ultimately what I'm trying to say. Yes. Whereas this no one was, yeah, go ahead. keeps going when it's like, oh, we've lost. It's yes. over. Let's just stop. It's like, mm, right. what if we just someone else? Like Family Matters starts doing time travel and body swapping and teleportation and robots. When you watch that first season, it's just a nice family, you know? Yes. You, you don't get there anymore unless that's like, like Archer got weird towards the end, but that's already, or maybe not the end, it might still be on, I don't know. Yeah. But like, it, that's already like FX experimental-ish. I do think Riverdale, Rival, Riverdale oh. is doing it. <laughs> All right. Shout that's a show where you check in and someone's like, oh, well, it's an alternate universe now. You're like, what? Well, okay. well, at least there's that. That's good. Uh, and that's why we love Riverdale. Of course, shout out to Riverdale. But movies, movies. And franchises, you don't... So when, when we had Sean on to talk Ghostbusters, 
I was talking about how it's like, listen, I want to see them all. Give them to me all. There's good ones. There's bad ones. There's the initial, there's like the, the straight line, timeline, canon. But give me the alternate universe where it's it's all chimps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm happy to see them all. So this movie, the first time I saw it, I think was was... 2019 2020 maybe uh it was it was before covid but it was like just on my phone in the back at work and i was really bored and i i couldn't say it was good but i admired that it was just like fuck it let's just do an entirely different thing now the origin of that might just be we had a different script it wasn't gonna sell let's slap jason's name on it uh i don't know our dossier doesn't have anything about that but I was, it's usually you say that I had this feeling too, where, cause this was the first Jason movie released by New Line Cinema. Previously, mm-hmm. they'd been made by Paramount. Mm-hmm. So they sold the rights, but they didn't retain the name Friday the 13th. Right. Hence the title Jason Goes to Hell, colon, The Final, Final Friday. Friday. Everything from the, everything but the number of the 13th, you know? Right. In there. And does it but, even come, does the 13th even come up in the the text of the movie? I don't I don't believe so, so, no. Yeah. They might not have it. Again, it's what I said about Child's Play 19, 2019. I like that movie. It's, you can just watch, you can just, when you watch it, you can see the boardroom meetings. Yes. With, with, with PowerPoint saying, we can use this, we can use this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mancini owns this, we own this. Like, yeah. And I was almost feeling in this movie, it felt like they shot it like, well, look, we might, they might cut the Jason Voorhees. So if he's in the beginning and the end, if worse comes to worse, we can reshoot a yes. beginning and end. Yes. And then otherwise, then the killers throughout it, like, we don't have the right to the visual character, you know? Right. Uh, and again, that's, with all these multiverses and crossovers and acquisitions, it's like, it's just, it's too easy. It's it's just a hack. You can just say, oh, there was a port. It's, it's those Simpsons, the wizard did it at this point. Like, yes. <laughs> Doctor Strange is a wizard who can just say, hey, the Spider-Man from that movie are in this movie now. <laughs> and fuck you. Uh, or is this, yeah. Right. Desperation is the, is the mother of invention. Not desperation. What's it? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. I, I think desperation is also a big part of it too. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, I would like, I, I like seeing, craven creatives with their hands tied behind their back uh, like we still have to make a shitty programmer to 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 to, to cash in on this craze it's this dying craze uh, <laughs> but we have but these are our limitations so let's try to make it happen and uh, it, it leads to great art great art which is what <laughs> goes to hell is but uh, oh. listen there's not a dull moment. I, I don't know. I, this 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 is an entrancing. I'm I can't say favorite. It's not my favorite, but it yeah. moved way up in the rankings on this watch. the The amount of just truly insane choices <laughs> yeah. that are treated like normal and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For instance, the introduction of the hero of our picture, Creighton Duke. Creighton Duke spelled C R. I E G H T O N. Okay. Uh, Who, the first time we see, he's just <laughs> hiding in a bush watching stuff go down. So, what is that stuff? And let me Let's say this, Jay Z T. Right? I or, mean this as the, yes, and I mean this as the highest compliment possible to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The opening of this movie has Jay Z T energy. It sure does. <laughs> and it rules so hard. And I think. 
if you need any proof of that, I started watching this movie with my parents while I was still home for holidays. And as soon as a woman gets in the shower, my dad says, I see why Zach likes these. <laughs> for me, the moment that was like, whammo, is when she's in a towel and does a full tigre over the guys pulling the guns out to shoot Jason. Like, yeah, she's yeah. in a towel and does a military role. Like, it, oh my God. It's. I did so- have to want. Uh, in one of the scary movies, when were they parodying this? I've, I've never sat running? down to watch uh, all the way through, oh, but it's... I do have a fun scary movie update for you. Hit Very me. topical as of day of recording. Last night on Monday Night Raw, Bianca <gasps> Belair and Alexa Bliss beat for beat recreated the fight scene between Regina uh, Hall and the Ring Girl from Scary Movie, I guess three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And listen, like, as much as it's fun to dunk on WWE, I'm like, I don't know. That's it was so it was subtle. Like you have to like care to notice. Yes. And somebody did. They put a side by side video. And it's like clearly these two are both fans of this thing and decided <laughs> let's go out there and do it. And I'm like, that, yeah, that rocks. That's a that's fun. I think we need to address Alexa Bliss on this podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, or I need to say something that. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with TikTok. Uh-huh. I got very frustrated with it last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. But a couple weeks ago, there was this whole, like, Alexa Bliss trend that was popping up in my feed. It's one, one of those things, one of those demons you welcome into TikTok algorithms. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. No, I, I never like this. Why am I getting... Well, you looked this? at it. You don't even have to like shit anymore. You just yes. look at shit. And I almost now I almost think, oh, I, I, I shouldn't have I should have swiped away immediately because I think that sends a message to the sure. thing. Maybe if you watch it, it's like, well, clearly you, you were into yeah. it, you know. But what's the trend? These, I think, young men, old men, men, humans, uh-huh. people be thirsting after Alexa Bliss. Oh, sure. There was this trend where it's like, this is a top tier woman. And I'm like, she's fine, you know. Listen, I don't want to get into any of this, but um, I don't know. Maybe the TikToks themselves are a trend, but she has been an internet girlfriend since she showed up. Yes. Uh, Anybody who is, you know, attractive, famous, and has fandoms is going to be treated as such. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because she is a horror head, Disney head, um, maybe a sports person too. I could be wrong about that, but like that, that those fandoms then find them and it turns into a whole thing. The Bowling for Soup song written about her is an example (laughs) of that. And again, it's not even really algorithm. Like that's humans being an algorithm. Mm -hmm. It's ah, it's, it's the internet. It's the internet. Which is all I should say. I'm sure some people think, Oh, clearly you guys love Alexa bliss. Uh And I just think we don't hate her. We're not, no. but we're not fans. We're, we're not, not fans. fans. But I will say, seeing them recreate scary movies, <laughs> seen from scary movie, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. That's cool. That sounds fun. Shout yes. outs. But Shout apparently, outs she them. is back to being supernatural. Yes, as well. I've and I, can't, I just, I was so interested for so little of a window. <laughs> it's, what is it? it? Once, once they think I'm out, they they bring me back in. It's the opposite with the WWE. Yes. Again, they push me back out. It reminds me of a long years ago, like 10, you know, Kumail Nanjiani had when he was somebody stand up and he had jokes mm-hmm. about being an X-Files fan and going to the second X-Files movie. 
Mm. And he's like, it's like if you had a girlfriend and you loved her and then she became a heroin addict and it ended horribly. And then 10 years go by and she's like, hey, I'm doing really well right now. I'd love to meet up sometime and just talk. And you're like, okay. And you got dressed up and excited. And then you showed up to a coffee shop and said, hey, can I have money for heroin? Ah. Damn it. Now, the I second got X-Files, is that the one with like the, the priests or is that the first one? I'm not sure. Yeah. I know that I've heard the second movie's people did not like that was like relatively recent right i think it was like 2009 yeah yeah 2007 first one was like 2002 right yeah something I've listen, all of our zoomer listeners are going 2009 not recent at all <laughs> i was in third grade during that i was in third grade in 2009 <laughs> <laughs> I was in third grade during that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Pokemon Crystal's the best Pokemon. <laughs> I have no opinions on that. That's just, but you know. Uh, that, was, that was a specific that made my skin crawl, so it sounded real. I saw something on that on the internet, something oh. along those lines. No, what, what, what it really was, it was like the comments of a Reddit post that was somebody, or no, a screen cap of a Reddit post uh, that was somebody saying, I found my dad's. PlayStation One from when he was a kid. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody commiserating with that person who posted the screen cap, saying, "Yeah, I saw somebody speak of Pokemon Crystal as if it was ancient texts." And it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! As someone, I was home for a week. <clears throat> I'm leaving today, but uh, how did I fill my time? I played Final Fantasy VIII on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe my child should have been playing it. Should, <laughs> you know, that's a different life path, you know. Yeah, exactly. And listen, I, I was being tongue in cheek. I do have some, I, I definitely am feeling my mortality and feeling old lately. And I do tend to throw elbows at the youth. Uh, tongue in cheek, but it's coming from a real place. But it, when I do it, it's me exercising myself of it because I think it is a, a boneheaded way to think and live. But sure. if you were in third grade in 2009, you shouldn't get the right to vote. <laughs> <laughs> but there is you something know. about, it's like, again, we've talked about it, I think, on the pop plenty of times, the, 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 the TikTok explanations where I'm like, don't talk to me about that. You don't know what you're talking yes. about. You're trying to educate... On t- yeah, and the- specifically on that note, the 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 trend on TikTok that finally drove me crazy, where yeah. I almost threw, I could have, I slammed my phone down on a desk. I was like, I can't with this shit. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, uh, everyone seem there's a tre- there's a trend of people who are like, I'm an expert on mental illness, and I know, and like, I'm <sighs> autistic. It's like, it's like I, yeah, some of these people, it's like being autistic is hip and cool, and it's like or. They sure. overdiagnose. It's like, I'm a little weird, so clearly I'm autistic. It's like, I don't think you... There's I truly, no way. I, we boil it down. Yeah. What I think we have a problem with is anyone speaking like they're an expert who yes. has no authority to speak on anything <laughs> yes. as an expert. Like, and it's specifically then when you're like, you're you're saying you're an expert at like mental illness stuff. It's like, you're not qualified for this. Right. This is... Yeah. You have to... It's, it's like a lot of training to be an expert on this. Yeah. And you just get out of here. And, and specifically, there was a video where it's like, I just realized that every character on SpongeBob SquarePants is supposed to represent a different mental right. illness. And I was like, which is like a fine fucking thing. Like whatever. If you see it and you think it and even tweet it, just being like, Hey, here's a fun thing. Yeah. Versus he, I have proven that. Yeah. Because- and speaking with the authority of this was the intention of the right, show. Exactly. I figured it out. Right. 
Go fucking watch Under the Silver Lake, you dumbass. <laughs> Maybe come to some, some cereal boxes. Um, well, go watch Lady in the Water if you want to decode some cereal boxes. I mean, yes. come on. Go, yes. Ser- folks, come on. If we're talking about decoding some cereal boxes, you gotta watch Lady in the Water. Folks, the number one cereal box decoded movie of all time. Let me read this here. Lady in the Water. It really is Lady in the Water and Under the Silver Lake, right? Those yes. Are, those are the two big cereal box um, decoding movies, would you say? I'd, I'd have to say so, yeah. Now, they both have to do with bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Isn't yes. that interesting? Maybe there's something there. <laughs> Very much heeding the lessons of one of those movies. Uh, <laughs> speaking of lakes, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. So we started to describe that opening scene, but we didn't. <laughs> uh, an attractive woman, uh-huh. brown hair, long, mm-hmm. she with a Mets cap on. So this first. was, I think, a funny societal and uh, cultural and and uh, time period disconnect I had. Was like, I could be wrong, but it felt like when she took the cap off was supposed to be the moment of like, oh no, don't worry, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like she looked obviously very beautiful with the hat on as well. I don't know. There's something just about the framing of that shot that was very strange to me. Uh, yeah, very. One thing much. that these third graders in 2009 don't understand is, legitimately, very recently, two things: men didn't wear pink until like 2004. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they did before that, but there was a period from X from like 87 to 2004. Men didn't wear pink. Oh yeah, and then uh, women in glasses were considered unattractive. As preposterous as that is to say in 2023. Yeah. That was like a com I, I don't want to even say belief, but a, a it was a maxim. It was just a rule of screenplays that that was the conventional wisdom, even though I don't think it in reality it was. Yes. Which is preposterous. It's a crazy thing to think about, JZT. Yes. Yeah. Can you believe it, kid? And also, fat men were gross. Well, <laughs> any guy who's chubby, it's coming back. You know, uh, it never it never goes away. But because no. every three weeks we got to hear about, wait, is Jack Black kind That's of what I was hot? Say. <laughs> yes, it's like it's, yeah, he has been this whole time. What, what are yes. we talking about? Seems like that's the case, you know. It's like, I think, Whoa. yeah, so I think the youth thing is the expert thing we were just talking about and just the notion of having to hear the same realizations over and over and over again throughout time. Mm-hmm. And that's nobody's fault. It's oh, just... if I hear one person try to act like they just discovered that Jerry Seinfeld dated a 16-year-old. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, did I, you I, know, I... well, JZT, but did you know if you played Dark Side of the Moon right when the MJM lion shows up in Wizard of Oz, it syncs up perfectly? Wowie. Yeah. Um, and again, and listen, if you didn't know that, that's fine. You're allowed to learn. I'm not trying to. Anyway. Yes. Uh, uh, but it, I, I bring up the glasses and the pink thing just to say, like, how distant things have changed in a pretty short amount of time. I, I always like to bring up that, like, not, like maybe a decade ago, it was pretty uh, uh, acceptable uh, for just a... a, a sitcom that we all think is smart and good to just have a male character call a female character a bitch as the joke <laughs> yes yeah and that was and we would just move on from that and i feel like there was just one day it was like no more of that and nobody has batted an eye we're like yeah that's fine we don't miss that that's okay mm-hmm. wowie sitcom yeah wowie sitcoms folks 
because I forget what I was watching. I was watching something from, I think it threw Stella on, which again is pushing 20 years, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, 18 probably? Well, yeah. I yeah. think it's at 18 years now, yeah. And it's, yeah, they drop some R words, and it's just like, oh, wow, this, this, this is 18 years ago. I, I, I forget. But um, anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Folks, we're feeling our age, but and we love you. And we also haven't potted in a while. We're getting some stuff off our chest, exactly. man. Was uh, the last episode of Friday the 13th? We must have done, we did Jason X. Yeah, was that the last uh, one? Oh, we, we did Jason Takes Manhattan. That's the last one we did. Wow. And then, wow. yes. Well, what a treat for our listeners. Oh. <laughs> uh, some background context before we get back into the shit. Um, first of all, do you remember what kind of car we drove to Fish Sticks' wedding? Yes, it was a yellow, not a Lamborghini, yellow Mustang. Mustang. It was not a Camaro. <laughs> it was not a Camaro. Oh, actually, it was a Camaro. You're right. It was a bitching Camaro. A I've bitching... been getting into the dead milkmen lately, and they're not, they're a hot song, bitching Camaro. Hell yeah. So we were rolling up uh, to, to, to Maine in a bitching Camaro. And because I got to, I rented like a standard car, the cheapest mm-hmm. option, you know, Hertz or rent or whatever. I get there, and there's all these cars deep layer, and they go, so your car is way back there. It's going to take like 20 minutes to move all the other cars to get it out. Or... You could have this Camaro right here. And right a, a needle drop of Dead Milkman's bitchin' Camaro kicked in. And Jay-Z yep, said, said, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, <laughs> how much more? They go, $10 a day. I go, you got a deal. <laughs> now, the funny part of this is that there were three of us. So what that meant was for extra money, one of us had to be very uncomfortable in the back. The back seat was very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> now, that person in the back for the majority of the time was Sean Hart, our friend. Um, mm-hmm. And we just... It was a fairly long drive. What six hours? Five hours? I think yes. And so there was just a moment. It's like, hey, let's let's talk horror movies. So we were just had a nice conversation. I think this was this was definitely pre pod, right? Yeah, this was yes. like two years before the pod. This was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, and so we were just shooting the shit about uh, uh, horror movies, and I hadn't seen this movie yet. And he brought it up, and he explained the premise to me. And I think there is something about to be on the other side of it now, having missed crazes when you dig in you you're, you don't have the societal context for when the movie is released oh yeah to be like well when jason goes to hell comes out you're like this is the last movie we're gonna have maybe ever but certainly for a while whereas when we're watching it, it's like well we have all of them <laughs> and mm-hmm. there might be more to come still too nothing hangs on this movie being good so when he explained to me the premise i'm like that sounds really cool i i i like when you're nine movies in, yeah. Do you want to just see more of the same? Maybe, but uh, what this is still more of the same, just told in a different way. Yes. Right. Which is to say, there's a little worm thing that crawls around from person to person that turns them into Jason. Yes. And we we haven't got to that yet, but we're 26 minutes in, 27 minutes. In. I think we should say that this is the movie where uh, Jason is dead, but yes. his his. It opens. A beautiful woman takes a yes. shower. Jason, we see some new, some side partial nudity. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Um, and then Jason appears. <laughs> ding dong, then, ding dong. Oh, I think one of our sponsors is here. Oh, hey everybody, it's me, Mister Skin. Hey, Mister Skin, how are you? 
I'm doing phenomenal. We're just wrapping up our 2022 best nude scenes of the year, which are available in a playlist. Can you give us a little bit of a taste? Well, let's just give a taste. Uh, Aubrey Plaza shows nip in the white lotus. You'll be spanking your lotus till it's red. (laughs) That's all the taste we need, Mr. Skin. You never disappoint. Thank Uh, you for letting me have a platform. Any promo codes, anything? Yes, use promo code CUMLOTUS at checkout to get $5 off every month. Every month? Oh, that's, that's every pretty month. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, bye. Peace out, Mr. Skin. Great guy. Great guy. So she, this beautiful woman who we don't know, mysterious figure, she's checking into like a, you know, cabin. <laughs> Not I don't think she's checking in. I think she just goes to a cabin, right? She goes to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason comes for her. She runs. She flips this, over a car. This is like a grody-ish looking Jason. Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. He's been through the shit, man. He's been to New York City. He's been to New York City. And yeah, this is what it looks like. This is what you look like when you leave New York City, folks. Oh, that's a funny meme. Should I make the memes for us to post this? Ooh, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's a little ugly. <laughs> Kid Jason from the 1980 movie that says before moving to New York City. <laughs> yeah. And it's the screwed up Grody Jason after. Uh, I think that could be a pretty good meme. Yeah, uh, folks. I'll, I'll make You're going to want to repost that meme. You're going to Hey, you're going to want So uh-huh. it turns out this ain't just no innocent chick. Uh-uh. She is an undercover agent. Yes. She's a military. This is a sting operation. That's right. She runs into a field. Jason follows her. Lights up. Floodlights shining on Jason. A million different army guys, soldiers, police officers. They start shooting away at Jason. This is right away at them telling us, this is not your daddy's Friday movie. That's right. He dies, folks. Jason dies less than 10 minutes into the movie. Because in that sequence, you're thinking it is way too much my daddy's Friday the 13th movie because all of the cliches are happening. And then you Mm -hmm. realize those cliches were little bits of cheese putting inside of a mousetrap for our big old mouse, Jason Voorhees. (laughs) Yes. He dies. Someone says, good job, agent. Whatever your last name is. Something with an N. I want to say Mason. It's a Clifford reference, but also I think her last name was Mason. Hey, good five comedy points. Thank you. But uh, it's not amazing. Let's see. You know, we're gonna look this up, folks. Don't if you want to hit 15 seconds forward, you can fucking do that. But we're looking, we'll run down, we'll run down some. I mean, gosh, the cast in this movie, there's some, there's some heavy hitters, which we got to give a shout out to. Are there? (laughs) Um, by which I mean Leslie Jordan, yes. Um, that's yeah. That's that is a huge distinction for this. This is the only Friday the Thirteenth movie with Leslie Jordan in it. Yeah, so playing a straight man. I don't think it really mattered. But, it's just uh, funny that he he's, he's like dialed back his the diner owner, yeah. and it's implied they're in oh, love or they both maybe. I just thought it was interesting. You know, that's true. I I was just mentally thinking about what was going on in Leslie Jordan's life in this point. I think he's like. 39 years old, maybe. Yeah. He's done ski school already, of course. Mm-hmm. He crushes in ski school. Marcus. It's her last name is Marcus. Marcus, I oh, see. Agent Marcus. Um, what I tell you folks, it was two syllables, started with an N. 
Second letter was an A. I, I, I had a percentage of this name right. You oh yeah, oh yeah, played by Julie Michaels, Elizabeth Marcus, FBI. There you go. Looking at her. Anything else she's done? Oh, she we had a graphic bring... fight scene in Point Break. She had a what? With, um, she had a. Oh, she's the naked graphic... lady yes. who beats up Keanu in that. Yeah. Yeah. She was also in a movie called Chick Fight from 2020. And listen, if Roadhouse. you need a girl to get naked and throw hands, you call. Uh, what's her name? Something Michael? What is it? Julie Michaels. Julie Michaels. She's an actress. She's a producer. She does oh, stuff. Sweet. Sweet. So yeah, and then a wait, coroner. so she does stunts. So she probably did that 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 role herself. Then that's probably cool. yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Shout outs to Julia uh, Michaels. Yes, Julia Michaels. Oh, she was a stunt coordinator in 2018 on Grey's Anatomy. Okay, cool. peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, so then that ends, and yes, Creighton Duke from the bushes. Says, does he say, what does he say, bullshit? Or, or is it, <laughs> basically, he's watching, he, for some reason, he's there. Second he's of all, there. And then he's not helping. And he's he not helping. He's outside of it. You're asking yourself, <laughs> am I supposed to know who he is? And I don't, I don't have but the Basically, to that. he thinks this whole thing is fooey. He knows for sure. That those million shots from those FBI agents weren't gonna put our boy Jason down for good. Because no. he's a bounty hunter and he knows better. And his name is Creighton Duke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ooh. Now, did you know that um, Darren McGavin of A Christmas Story and Billy Madison fame um, w- w- had a series of like, you know, in the 70s, it was like TV movies were like, kind of this nebulous thing like Columbo is a series but it's like of tv movies yes they would just kind of like i was scared two episodes they would just kind of come out whenever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, apparently he was like a paranormal detective uh and there's a movie called night strangler and night stalker that it's him like investigating vampires that i really really want to check out i say that all to say again this feels like it was supposed to be a creighton duke movie but they were like that's that's not anything, and yeah. you don't have a star, so we're gonna put Jason in the movie. Because it's also we're getting into this territory where it's not again it's nine <clears throat> movies in, and who's involved? It's like, well, the guy who directed the first one, he's a producer. Yeah, people's careers kind of up and down. And then who's the director? Um, he's this guy. He's never. It's his first time as a director, <laughs> and he has some ideas. And it's like I'd like to get this idea into that. You know, it's like. Yeah. People are pushing. People are pushing it. You know? And listen, would, would I want to see Creighton Duke go after Freddy? Absolutely. Like, again, the problem with the multiverse trend that's happening is it's only meant to just turn everything into Super Smash Brothers. Instead yes. of saying, well, let's do Kingdom Hearts. Let's send this guy over yeah, there yeah. and see what that looks like. You know, it's like I was there was a this year there was a big Marvel event called like I want to say Devil's Reign. Okay. R-E-I-G-N. Yes. Uh And it was the idea that like uh, the kingpin becomes president or mayor. of. Oh, no. And a lot of shit happened. Could you imagine if a bad New Yorker became president? Exactly. You know, like where did they come up with this stuff? (laughs) 
But it's one of these things. I think I read like three issues and it was like, okay, so every three page, a new hero pops up. It's like, right. oh, yeah, this is, I don't care. Like, again, maybe if I'm a child reading my first crossover event, it's like, what? Now, now. And that's, that's it. Because I, I remember my cousin back in like 2006 getting mad at, or maybe 2004, whatever the year it was like, Bewitch, Dukes of Hazard. Like, we were just doing the TV show remake bullshit for a little yes. bit there. And it never went away, and it wasn't. It didn't start there either. But it felt like we were at the apex because everybody's generation is the last generation in their mind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was complaining remakes, and I just, I was like, you do know that, like, it's not for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. making it, yes, it's Craven, and it's it's uh, it's the movie industry maybe being creatively bankrupt, but it's also like the the spirit is for for new people to meet these characters. If you don't like that spirit, that's fine. But, like, that's what it's supposed to be about. And that's something that I, I, I try to keep in mind when it's, like, they're really doing another one. Like, Megan is coming out, right? Oh, oh it's yeah. out. It's out now. It's out now. The time of release. Megan came out on Friday, on January 6th, folks. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and my initial response was, okay, so Child's Play and, and AI. I, I've seen those movies. But it's, it, and what I think my issue with that really boils down to is my own insecurity, which is to say, if I came up with Megan, I would get shut down by myself immediately going, yeah, but there's already AI. Yeah, there's already child's play. Nobody's going to want to hear my thing. So what I should do is respect <laughs> the people who overcame that yeah. to fucking make a movie. Like, that's what I want, is more people to make movies. So why am I... And again, I pretty immediately dashed any criticism I had towards Megan once I got over that. But like, yes. Oh, folks, JZT is really excited for Megan. Yeah, Megan's gonna rock, and it, it, it's. But there is something that's like uh, that's why I think where my dilettantness comes from is like this, not just self criticism, but just like having specific, not even high, but specific standards of like, no, I've decided this thing is too much like this thing. And it's like, well, there's only so many things, my dude. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Do you want more Chucky or do you want more dolls killing people? Does it matter? Let's go. If this new house party wasn't called house party, I'd still appreciate it. Oh, right? yeah. So, Sash is excited about house party, yeah, folks. Yeah. Let me tell you. I, I, I was very sleep deprived when the trailer, I first saw it. But I was just <laughs> like, when I started to realize what was happening, I was like, wait, is this? is this a new house party? Is this a new house? And they show kid and play in the thing. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't realize I wanted a new house party because the last couple have been straight to DVD or streaming. And so they don't count. This is a theatrical release for the, Oh, I'm so excited. Anyway. um, uh, But yeah, so I kind of take both sides. Weirdly. I'm like, if it's a remake, awesome. If it's a spiritual remake, fine. Like let's, as long as, Dolls are killing people, and kids are throwing house parties in movies. <laughs> then I should be happy, right? Like that's and again, whatever those specifics are for you, JZT, and you, the listener, or you, a screenwriter out there. Maybe you don't like house parties, but you don't like killer dolls. But whatever that thing is, you, yeah, put it in a movie and let me see it, and I'm gonna love it. Well said. Yeah. But anyway, this movie. Um, then we go to a coroner and yeah. he's compelled. He's familiar. Who's this guy? He's a big guy. 
and he somehow gets Richard Gant. Richard Gant. He Richard gets compelled to eat the heart of J- uh, Jason. It's black and gross. And then absolutely. Do we know? Just want to say what he is number one known for on IMDb. Previously covered on I Was Scared 2, 2007's Norbit. Norbit. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Richard Grant. What was he in? Richard Gant. No R. Oh, Richard Gant. Oh, yeah. Is he this? Yes. Good guy. Yes, he's that guy. Good guy. Great guy. But yeah, <laughs> it's um, you just see a shot of the nasty looking heart. Listen, yeah, if it wow. were HHN, maybe I'd take a bite. But in life, <laughs> Ooh, uh, no. keep those nuts away from my face. That's disgusting. And <laughs> it feels as though there's supposed to be an inner monologue voiceover playing that explains <laughs> why on earth he would be doing this. Or like a CGI, like beam comes from it and waves towards his eye like some explanation of why he goes and eats the heart was supposed to happen and they yes. said eh, well, there wasn't and it it's ultimately amazing. is just like yeah the allure of dracula's gaze kind of thing it's just like dark energy compelled him to do it right am i yes. i didn't miss like an explanation did i no, yeah. it's all. Would you be surprised? No, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of happens, and it's never totally clear how Jason transfers from body to body. It's or the what little he, worm guy, There's little, a worm, little guy. worm guy. Oh, through is, the tongue, yeah. yeah. But first, it just is the heart. It's like he's compelled, and yeah, that part doesn't. Yeah, that has no explanation for that part. So then, shortly after that, a nebbishy, annoying doctor comes through after giving shit to the security guards who are on duty uh he then goes in and shit talks jason Voorhees, and this infuriates jason the new jason (laughs) and this guy gets killed and murdered and then those security guards we see they get murdered too cut to cut to and late night a diegetic television show Mm -hmm. right we just start watching a few minutes of what is it u.s hard it's not hard copy but it's hard copy u.s Mm -hmm something and i think in a in a in a, a, a cut of this movie that's how we should open the movie yes is introducing us to creighton duke and his theory that jason is still alive then you could still do the other scene see that creighton duke is right but like i don't know i think moving it here makes it about this current jason whereas creighton was even doubting prior to that Obviously, because it led to him to being the Crystal Lake. This is right after Manhattan, right? Yes. So that movie ends with Toxic Sludge landing on Jason and turning him into a child again. <laughs> this movie does nothing to explain why that's no longer the case. They ignore it, yes. In five years, I guess he could have aged a little bit, but uh, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I think it would have been a cool way to open the movie, I guess is ultimately what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, they, 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 they spell out Creighton Duke, and we see a little bit of an interview with him where the one of the weirder things I've seen in a movie is said. They do some word association. I'm going to say two words to you, Mr. Duke. You tell me what pops into your mind. Jason Voorhees. And all cool and all slick, Creighton Duke, without missing a beat, says, a little girl in a dress holding a hot dog and a donut. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I just let's all just stop and just think for a minute, and then I don't know. That's in the movie. <laughs> I, giving this movie a lot of leeway and credit. What I think that's supposed to be is a very '90s. Who's this quack doc trying to psychoanalyze me thing? Mm-hmm. And so he makes a weird psychosexual, pretty extreme uh, symbol, symbol thrown at the doc to say, I ain't messing with this pseudoscience. Because that's another thing, folks. Women wearing glasses, men wearing pink. Therapy was stigmatized for so long. That's right. That's right. Well, that why Tony Soprano in 1999 went to therapy, and it was like, oh my goodness, a gangster in therapy. Yeah, there, which is all to say there was one type of strength, right? That's all we only believed for so long that the only just all strength is 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 not whining and, and lifting up strong heavy things. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. that's how you are strong. And I'm happy that's changed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, little girl in a pink dress with a hot dog and a donut. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and that's like eight minutes into the movie. Like this We're is pretty early in. on. And you're kind of wondering who am who is my guy in this movie? Who am I supposed to? <laughs> Who's normal? Is everyone insane? And yeah, I would wager to say so. This movie is essentially a slacker slasher mm-hmm. it's just, if yes. slacker were a slasher which slacker the wonderful improv form in which you jump well i meant the movie here. but yeah well, but that's yeah, where it gets the... its namesake from right the improv yes. form gets it from the movie yes yes yeah. the richard linklater independent film yeah which all, again sounds way cooler than it is i still like this movie but god does that sound cool yes <laughs> it doesn't quite reach uh, could have been cooler Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we float around and, and here's the thing about Jason when he's in the other form, other people's bodies, his kinks start coming out. Yes. <laughs> shit gets way weirder than it ever has before. <laughs> and maybe that's something to be said about because he was deformed as a kid. He never got to just be in a room with somebody without mm-hmm. having to hide and attack from behind and roast people over fires and sleeping bags. So he's getting more creative now. Because is the second kill the guy that he like straps down to a table in like BDSM gear? Yes. Pretty yeah. wild. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Is that your daddy's Friday the thirteenth movie? No, it is not. And shortly in we meet uh you know, there's a town there's the diner. Mm-hmm. And a real weirdo owner is doing a Jason Voorhees burger sale where the burgers look like Jason Voorhees. And that was pretty fun. Again, it's we, I think this comes up a lot in discussion of any and all horror movies. But like that's always a, a kind of thing they go to is turning stuff into like tourism. Or like, would they really would they make a movie out of Columbine for Scream and all that? Mm-hmm. Um, Fesh, my man, do you mind vamping for a second? Sure, okay. All right. I'm in the middle of a great point, so I'm going to just, uh, I, I'm what he said, folks, and vamp. Vamping is a musical term, which is to play the same, like, I don't know, is it quarter measure? 
don't know the difference, but if you just an accordion, think of an accordion. It just goes back and forth. Or like in that song, Mama, it's got to squeeze back. It goes in and out, in and out. You just keep going in the background. Now, when a person is vamping, typically they don't repeat themselves as much. But the notion is it's filling time. It's killing time. And so I'm on a horror movie podcast, Killing Time. I'm told to vamp. What's my mind going to go to? Vamp hires. Vamp Vamp hires? Somebody's ire is being raised by my vamping? And they want to suck my blood, maybe? Probably not. JZT is back. I'm back. That was bad. (laughs) That was bad. Uh, but what was what was I saying? Because I was on, on to a point. Um, Talking about uh, commercialism in movies, you right. know. So we say, would they make a Columbine into a slasher when we talk about the Scream franchise and all that stuff? I think a lot of those criticisms are valid, but were also made before true crime became the number one genre of entertainment. <laughs> and I, would you be shocked if in your, your moving around on TikTok, if you found that somebody is like selling, uh, you know, barbecue based off of Ed Gein massacre and, and the t- t- chocolate covered brains for Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like, that's not maybe from a commercial, like a, a, like Paramount would not do such a thing. Disney right. would not do such a thing. A big company wouldn't do it, but an indie little place it's got, who knows its market would do something fucked up like that. Oh yeah. Now, especially if one of those serial killers had an iconic, you know, weapon and, and, and costume. Uh, I think maybe what's his name? The clown guy is probably easier to do that with the killer, that clown killer guy. We all know. And Air love fire two. <laughs> no, I'm in real life. The, Oh, dude, know, John, Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. That, that's probably easier because you, again, they're showing a hockey mask, not Jason Voorhees, face. An icon is easier to, to dance around than it is about the true bloody, Grizzly acts that a person commits. That's but right. that joke in Adam's family values about serial killer trading cards. <laughs> we're living it, baby. We're living it. Shout out to my favorite murder. <laughs> we're yeah. living it, baby. We're living it. <laughs> and listen, uh, it's not my bag, but like I understand the itch that it scratches. I got into a big argument. This is a but got into a fairly big argument when I was working at the uh, Landmark Sunshine Cinema in New York City about, uh, you know, it's an art house cinema place and it was filled with those you would expect to be working there and then people who just kind of didn't care about movies at all and then me. <laughs> and uh, and I remember somebody just like in a very condescending tone being like, oh, so you think movies, all movies are meant to entertain, huh? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what we're talking about. And if your definition of entertain is different than mine, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying it all has to be bombast or whatever, but like the reason you go to a movie is to, to be enter- entertained. Yeah. Um, we never found common ground on that, but I think maybe to adjust the language, maybe not entertain, but scratch an itch. And whether sure, that's to yeah. be sad or disturbed or informed, Something satisfying is happening to you. Yeah. And then maybe that for them, it's like being intellectually sure, you know, 
ooh, what's going on here? Or, you know, oh, I'm thinking about existentialism. Great. That's your entertainment. Buddy. Right, exactly. And that, uh, yeah, I wish I had, you know, a decade ago been able to put it into those terms. But, uh, but so yeah, that's what I'm saying. For me, the, the I, I can understand why the serial killer craze scratches an itch for somebody. Uh, it doesn't for me. Now, not going to go too hard on this. Um, I lost both my grandmas in the span of four months, fairly, re- pre- pretty fucking recently. Yes. And I will say it's the stereotype. The joke about horror movies fans is like, maybe not stereotype or joke, but just like the, there's a thing about this where it's like, you're watching the most grisly fucked up thing while eating a, a big meal and you're not disturbed, but you're desensitized by it. But it's like the counter to that is usually like. It's a way to digest. It's a way to process these things. And yeah, watching a bunch of Christmas movies in December <laughs> made me think about mortality way more <laughs> than all of these horror movies when we're talking about family members and people dying and all that. Like, or not even dying, but being there. It made me think more about my grandma's than, than this schlocky, stupid little movie. And I'm not saying there needs to be one reason for any art form to exist, but like, yeah, it's it's a way to process uh, mortality. It's a way to get a taste without Just feeling so taste. bad. Or scratch that itch, I should say, without feeling so bad. But watching, you know, a true crime thing, for me, a little closer to the bone, <laughs> uh, less into it. So, so that's... I, I, so anything I say that's a praise of this movie, keep that in mind. <laughs> that <it> is, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a distraction. I'm looking for, uh, uh, you know. But anyway, anyway, I've been monologuing a lot on this episode, haven't I, Jay Z Teeth? It's all yes, been you have. Up. It's been pent it's up. It's good. You got a lot on your mind, and it's good to be mind. back in pod with you, my man. And uh, yeah. sorry, drinking a Monster Energy drink. Right back it's after Jay Z Miller time, baby. Yep. yep. Yeah, baby. Oh, boy. I'm excited. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm feeling it. We're potting. This Good energy. Yes, you got it. You got Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, you know, I, this again, this is a movie. It's like, <laughs> I thought I had my dad. He was watching it. It's like, we're watching it as a family. It started as a family watch. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, like 30 was, minutes in, okay. people start splintering, you know? That's pretty deep in for yeah. this movie. <laughs> you know what? This makes me think. I'm in a I'm in a place with movies in general. Mm. I've really been I've enjoyed a lot of movies I've seen. Specifically, movies people have told me that fucking sucked and I hate it. I was like, mm. I don't know. I had a good. I, I had a fun time watching Babylon. Okay. I listened to a podcast about. It, I'm like, I would see Babylon again. You know. Sure friend of mine hated it. i'm like mm. hey i'm not defending it mm. but i enjoyed it like yeah all those criticisms are, they're not hurting my feelings these yeah criticism and so then when my parents are wandering away i'm like i get it like i'm not gonna be like exactly no. it's like well, oh i see why this is not, bad or let's go on a, another tangent here another monologue but the things that drive people away from movies inherently have to be things that other people enjoy about them Mm-hmm. like it's it's the equal and opposite reaction right like it, it, it I, I remember trying to explain why i'm not going to do karaoke a lot at a holiday work party i'm like so you the thing that you like about it about karaoke is that it's a break from your reality 
right? Like whatever charges you about karaoke, this freeing feeling is the equal but opposite reaction it makes me feel. It's also <laughs> break from my reality in a negative way. In the same yeah. way that I can trade flare chops with Bardia in a bar for, for an hour. <laughs> and that makes me feel this way. I understand why it wouldn't make you feel that way. And that's fine. But the fact that our graphs are spiked, that's what a thing is. That's what an itch being scratched or any sort of stimuli is. It's good or bad. And so by, by you liking the taste of something implies that somebody could dislike the taste of something. God darn it. Yes. But I liked Avatar way of water i still want to plant my fat flag firmly in and say i reserved the right the right to say i don't remember anything about the movie i don't really like avatar that much that movie i had a good time with that's all i just want to say that i still feel like i should be able to be ambivalent about avatar oh yes it doesn't that's have all. to be love or hate someone right. you, someone has to be I mean, in the yeah, middle i really liked that movie uh, way more than I thought it was going to be. And it's a cool movie. Keep on making the avatars. I just I'm, don't uh, like this like fake war thing, at least in the podcast sphere, uh, that is, it's, you either have to like or hate. It's just, uh, and yes. And, you know, for the listeners at home, just to, to lay it all out, like I'm, I'm, I've become an avatar lover, seen it twice now, had a wonderful mm-hmm. time, family loved it. Uh, I'm a little mad at the big picture podcast. Sean and Amanda have been hard on Avatar The Way of Water, and uh, oh. it's, it's been a little now, frustrating. let me ask you this. Do they like Avatar? They did. They did a great episode. I think it extra hurts because Sean Fantasy did an episode on the Avatar re-release in September. Oh. That got me amped. Oh. That inspired yeah. me to go to see the re-release in yeah. theaters. Would have missed it otherwise. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, you know what? That was fun. Like, Didn't enjoy Avatar the first time around. Yeah. Really enjoyed the re-release. I was hooked. It's having a weird week the week that Avatar came out, The Way of Water, yeah. and uh, boy, oh boy, did it help me. It was fun. So, Got me through middle of a weird work week, you know. So let me say, again, the flip side of what I also just said is because uh, because it only spikes so far in my graph, on the opposite direction, that's fine too. So so my wife felt the need to kind of keep it a secret to me that she unironically loved Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's fine. Yes, then let's go fucking see the sequel. That's yes. going to be great. And so she loved it, knows all the characters' names. Uh, again, I get it's the cliche now. I, I simply don't. There's two, <laughs> there's Natiri, there's Jake Sully, Spider. I got Spider. nothing after that. I got nothing after that. Um, I kind of, like, the whale is a big internet boyfriend right now i don't understand it at all it's a whale um i don't know its name i don't i i i, I again there's still so, again enjoy the movie but there is something i am missing that is that that everybody and that's again not at all taking away that's great happy for you guys <laughs> i will see the next avatars i'm excited for the next avatars but I just, I, I, I want ambivalence to be an okay option. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think this is a taste of what some people feel about Marvel movies. Obviously, much smaller scale since there's only two avatars. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to reserve the right to not care that much. Um, anyway, sorry. Sorry, I wanted it not to be a monologue and then it was. Hey, it's all good, my man. <sighs> We're potting. We're potting. Potting in the USA. Hunting in the USA. What was your favorite part of Avatar Way of Water? Ooh, that's a great question. I have many favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. You know, I think it's one. I just like when 
the Tacoon are back. Everybody, the Tacoons are back. <laughs> Our brothers and sisters have returned. That's the whales. Just, Sorry, that's yeah. The it's like yeah. the silliest, stupidest statement. And then she's like, "Let's go tell the whales what's new in our life." <laughs> and just like, "I met a boy." And I the met a boy. Like, that's a good cool. Part. That's a good part. And, and then it's just like, when the one whale, spoiler, dies, the the woman is is fraught. She's like, "She was a composer of song." You're like, "What? Okay." <laughs> um. <laughs> That's so that's great, you know. Yeah. Uh you know, Spider and Miles Corch's relationship I really like. I think it's yeah way smarter than and more complex than you'd expect from a James Cameron relationship. Oh there's a lot going on where it's like it's a weird bond they have, you know. It's like mm. because it's like well Corridge is his is, is his earth dad, right? Yes. Yeah. So technically his dad died. Dad, dad. And right, this right. avatar has the emotions, memories, memories of, yes. feelings of his dad. But in a one Navi body and two, he's, and he's very open. He's like, I'm not your dad. Like, I'm not, but I am close to it, you know. Right. And so I'm very excited to see because how that relationship develops, you know. And yeah. What does the future hold for Spider? This is my big question. I mean, what does well, it you hold? You texted me. Oh, it feels like you woke up in a sweat in the middle of the night. Very <laughs> concerned about whether Natiri is going to take this out on spider yes because on a second viewing i really picked up that natiri does not like spider she's like what is he doing get him he's not our kid you know he's and so my response and i still stand by it is that and this is a criticism i'm sorry avatar fans but like the whole movie the first movie was her going this guy's an outsider because he doesn't he's not one of us and now she's yes. married to him and has his children. She's going to still do that for a guy who's only ever known Pandora? That doesn't yes. make a lick of sense. And, and you know, yes, this is, this is these are big themes of Avatar is outsiders and mm-hmm. feeling become <laughs> appropriating culture. Yeah. <laughs> Both metatextual and textual. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So that, I assume, will continue in all the film. That's like mm-hmm. what makes an, a quote-unquote but Avatar you movie. you got me a little rocked up when you talked about the notion of the Tiri going to earth yes and like that one aliens movie trailer where they show the aliens going to earth but then the movie doesn't do that i feel like my expectations are being raised and they might not be met yeah my guess is that's a movie five there's no talk that maybe they'll go to seven you know that that feels like they come out sooner than 12 years there's no reason not to yeah um and if he's already shot what the the two after three is shot I believe. Okay. They're just doing confects and four is written, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, again, I'll see the avatars. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. My guess is in the next one, Sigourney Weaver's character will learn a lot about the power. Can I say this? Can I see this? Yeah. Uh, We're here. We're here. I am like that. I, I think a big part of it is I'm supposed to love that Sigourney Weaver somehow managed to play a teenager in this thing. I didn't care at all. I didn't <laughs> like it at all. I could have done without Kiri all together. <laughs> uh, that was, it just was a full swing and a miss for your boy. Hey, that's uh, well, yeah. I think it was just funny. We left the theater. I was like, and Sigourney Weaver, then my parents go, Yeah, she played the doctor. I'm like, Oh, she was like the teenager too. And they went, oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, couldn't care less. Yeah. And All right. I char- I clocked it, but I was like, I think it's kind of bad. I think she did a bad. Like, you could just, it's like me going, but mom. It's like, it doesn't oh, yeah. read real. It just, I don't know. Ah, I don't like Kiri. Um, 
Kiri's the Kiri. Kiri? Yes, Kitty. Kitty. Uh, uh, and Tuke is cute. Little Tuke. Tuke's cute. Uh, the boys are non-characters. One of them's literally not a character anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Avatar: Way of Water. Said, again, my big takeaway is give me some 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 red. Uh, um, what are they called? Red Avatar Goron. No, no. What are they called? The Navi. Navi. Just give me yes. some red Navi. That's what That's I want. That's gonna see. be cool. I'm see. Give me all the colors. Uh, I'm down. I want to see all the colors, all the elements, all the environments. Let's 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 do it. I think too, because you want to get to Earth. You know, mm-hmm. there's one of two ways the movie's gonna go. Either after like two, a couple beautiful lush Pandora movies, it's like let's see a gross, nasty. Mm-hmm dead planet be a big and, step i could and see. try and revive it maybe or it's like okay. oh it's long enough the humans have moved on to pandora there's no one That's left on earth again earth healed itself maybe you know like after that could, be, that could happen yeah yeah after yeah I, again I, there's apparently a bi- the big draw for these movies is the environment right mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a gamble to say we're gonna go off pandora Unless, oh sure, is he again? Yeah, let's down the line, and but I'm I'm in for the ride, and and uh, folks, I also just want to say physical media is the best. Shout out! You don't have and to tell I, me. I'm proud to our second sponsor of the episode is the limited edition 4K Steelbook Ultra HD Plus Blu-ray of Carrie, available on Amazon for twenty seven ninety nine right now. That's thirty percent off. By yesterday, I actually saw it at Best Buy yesterday. Wow, e. Yeah. So, folks, you're gonna to want to get that steelbook. Jesse, what's your most prized piece of physical media? Wow, that's a great question, Fesh. Because I've you. been in my childhood home, and I, yeah. I keep some of them here. Mm-hmm. You know, and actually, what did I find? The DVD of Dogma. That's right. Nearly impossible Is it to the find. Bible looking one. Yes. Hell yeah. Comes with some incredible, like a little booklet of like stuff. You Kevin know, Smith. I want to love. I think, yes. again, a text I sent to you is the same way that I just feel a little bit of an outsider not giving a fuck about Blink-182. <laughs> I'm like, the people who used to love Kevin Smith are, are like so crestfallen about the state of things. And yeah. I'm like, I'm... Well, I didn't have the first part, so... That's the know. thing. You you had to be there in eighth grade, you know? Right. And you had to be and like... my brother was. I yes. just was like not allowed to watch that stuff, so... Exactly. And then it's, it is a thing. If like you come too late to it, you're like, uh, this does, I don't get also, why. And I know it disturbs you to no end, but I love Tusk. Uh, I, I like, yeah. Hey, like uh, uh, yoga hosers is again, a bad movie. I can only get it, but like I had a help scratch an itch for me. Uh, Red state at the time. I remember digging. I, I would wonder if I went back and watched how I, how I feel. Sure, yeah. So I was in all that stuff. It, yeah. The Askewiverse that gets me a little, Annoyed. Jane Silent Bob reboot is uh, rough. Yeah. You know, I have to assume Clerks Three is okay, rough I was too. Say, yeah, I, I, I was well, flummoxed I... to find not only that there was a Clerks Three in production, but that it was in theaters the moment I was looking at ticket selections. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could go see it now. I didn't know what's happening. Good <laughs> lord. I did see the trailer. I go, you know, there's something here I like, you know, and I like the heart but of it. That's this. how I feel about all of his shit. Yes. Chasing Amy is, again, last time I saw it, I haven't seen it in a while, but I liked it a lot. Yes. That was yeah. Oh, yeah. good. That was uh, my favorite as a, a kid. You know. Yeah. Uh, Mall Rats was, the, it was a step between 
chasing mm-hmm. Amy and what I don't like about this VSQ universe. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is what I don't like about the VSQ universe. Like, I don't know. He, he has some... Now, you've seen Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl, all right? I have. I thought Jersey Girl was, like, underrated. I was like, yeah. you know what? It, there, it's heavily flawed. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff I really like about it, you yeah. know? And I didn't see it until a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. There's, there's something... I, I like... It's what I used to say about Godzilla movies before I got really into Godzilla movies. There's, I, I just kind of like the notion of there being a thing that I'm not into that other people are, but I don't hate to. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I guess I'm going back to the, the Avatar thing, but uh, it's like, I could, I like knowing that I could dive deep into the viewers universe. I could get into. Exactly. Yes. Like, and I remember liking Dogma at 13. Um on a TV edit in on in the background while I'm doing something else. So I, I don't know if I sat down and watched it. I'd love it. But is that your answer for beloved uh, <laughs> physical media, most prized physical media? At the moment, that's one. Let's see. Okay. I also got a – I'm really enjoying these. You know, just – there's just – I think Blu-rays and DVDs mm-hmm. are beautiful mm-hmm. objects we must save and preserve. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, I also got a copy of the – there's a Wilco documentary called I Am Trying to Break Your Heart. I have an amazing DVD two-disc box set that came out when it was released with Hell yeah. extra footage. and that's now, Are these just that. at your parents' home or this general collection? They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got some good ones in, in my other – you know, I got a lot of great criteria. And I've I got a pretty blessed collection I'm pretty proud of, you know. What's yours, Fesh? Uh, you mean, recently purchased a Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone Blu-ray, Blu-ray is just in terms of rarity – because that's the thing is whenever anybody talks about like you, you play a Price is Right game with the stuff, they're always like, how can that be that much? And it's like – just because of how much was produced it's not has nothing to do with the value of the actual functionality of the thing yes it's just a matter of that. so i paid way too much for monkey bone blu-ray that i had already had that i got for 30 dollars originally but either i threw out or left when i moved or i don't know what happened to it i was been upset about it for a few years here um but i finally got that uh funny thing though uh, just a few days ago Day after Christmas, actually, me and Zenny went to a thrift shop and picked up two bookshelves. Ooh. $50 total. Very nice, nice, very nice bookshelves. And we still got some room to go to fill them up. But she was moving stuff over from a small bookshelf to one of the new ones and says, I don't know if JZT knows how many of his books that I have. <laughs> 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 because they were at 735 for years. And so oh, when yeah. we finally left 735, she just scanned and grabbed some stuff. So... I, I I have a bunch of your books sitting right on my left over here. Bye, dude. Oh, wow. Physical. Hey, books you know, is physical want... media too, guys. Books is yes, physical books media. Are... Hey, if you want to keep them, you can keep them. If you want oh, to keep... sell them, that's fine too. No, no, you know. no, no, no. She, she, we, we threw out plenty. I'm saying this is oh, the one she yeah. decided to keep. <laughs> this is, nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, and I do. I think about some of the stuff that I let go while I was up there. I was like, ah, I, all of home movies. I had the entire home movies box set. Oh, wow. I just let that go, man. Not that I would even sit down and watch it necessarily, but it's, it's right. good that you can. It's, it's great to hold them, you know. It's so good to hold them. Dude, just... Heavyweights is on Disney+. Plus, and I, as a, a employee of the Walt Disney Corporation, as of January 1st, 2023, have free access to Disney+. Plus. Nice. And I still, that same day, said, F, oh, I gotta yeah. get Heavyweights on Blu-ray. Like, because who knows? They might take it down. Who They're fucking taking, that's knows? That's the thing. They're taking so much things down. It's getting so complicated and difficult to find things yeah. when they are streaming. Yeah. 
and it's just really nice when you just have it, you know. Uh, and Jason goes to hell the final Friday. I, I, I have that shit on Blu-ray, motherfucker, and it, it's in a beautiful set. That hell is, yeah. it's it's in the complete collection of Friday the Thirteenth. But what I like about that collection that Freddie didn't do. You want to talk about Freddie versus Jason? Jason, all of those Blu-rays have their own fucking case with artwork. The Freddy collection that I have is just one of those one booklet flip through and it's two and there's two movies on one disc. Mm-hmm. Bogue. It's still I'm very happy to have it. I'm happy to have the movies. But it's the the Friday the thirteenth comes in this box and it's just got beautiful artwork on it. It rules. It has a bonus feature disc that also got its own case. It's Ooh. so good. Um that if you want to keep talking about other shit, we can. I'm just oh, there's okay. an end to get back to the movie. We should, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should talk about the rest of the movie, <laughs> which, you know, I think the big moment we have to discuss is, so it becomes, Creighton Duke, what a movie. He does, it is established, you can keep on killing Jason, he'll jump from body to body. The only way to really get rid of him is a Voorhees must kill him, <laughs> or... And there are only two left in this world. It's a woman and her baby, basically. There's a waitress. She gets killed. Her dead body is in the basement of a house. That comes up later. Simultaneously to that murdering thing, what is Jason looking for? He needs a Voorhees, a blood family member, to rebirth him. Now, how does Creighton Duke know any of this? Don't worry yeah. about it. He's a bounty hunter. He <laughs> figures his shit out. He wants $500,000 for the answer. No one gives it to him. A nerdy man agrees to have his fingers broken in exchange for information. So fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You're just watching this going, yeah, that makes that's 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 what happens. I get well, it. Gets him by surprise the first time. Right, yeah. And then the second time, he's like, now do you agree to my terms? And he's like, okay. (laughs) And then he breaks another one. And this guy, he's a nerdy guy. He's In a letterman's jacket. Still. He's got glasses and a letterman's jacket. And how do, what's his save the cat moment? How do we know it's a good guy? Uh, He turns down the opportunity to have sex with a hot redhead to go meet up with this uh, co-worker. (laughs) The Voorhees woman who dies gets murdered. He gives he's he gives some hitchhikers a ride to the lake. With some nice hot... postmodernism pre-scream dialogue yeah. about premarital sex and drugs and mm-hmm. getting murdered. Yeah. Which is also a wonderful scene. I mean, so the red they all skinny dip. We see the redhead top. Uh, this is on my notes, JCT. I gotta know. Have you ever skinny dipped? <sighs> no. No, I have not. Shocking. I've jumped in a pool with clothes on, but not without some friends. But that was in like seventh grade, and yeah, just to be funny, you know. Um, yeah. Have you skinny dipped fish? I have. Wow. Now, have you had a pool before? No. That might had be a, a hot big tub, factor. Yeah. You have yeah. access to it. It's a lot easier to do it mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I've never done like a lake, uh, which is how yeah, it's mostly really in your bodies of water. Yeah, you know. But having a pool very easy just to. Go in there and swim around. It's very nice. For, I bet. Oof. It's very nice. Oh. Um, yeah, that was it. I just had, I knew I had one I had a question derived from this, but yeah. Yes. And so I also got to say the sex scene in a tent 
there's a mm-hmm. couple and the redhead, as I said, and they say to the friend, do you mind if we borrow the tent for 30 minutes? And she said, take it all night. It's beautiful. The stars are out. Okay, cool. Great. You know, mm-hmm. uh, redhead gets murdered. Sad. Uh, the couple start boning. She's like, let's get a condom. Guy says, you know, I hate those things. <laughs> and this so is another says, time difference where that was just acceptable behavior to just say out loud. Like, also uh, just crazy because it is 93. Like, Magic Johnson has AIDS. AIDS is real, pressing, yeah. scary. Yeah. Safe sex is being shoved down society's throat, kind of, I think. Like, Yo, Do you think is... that is part of the transgression, right? Because Jason steps on a con- there's a close up shot of Jason stepping on a condom. And yeah, is it just that thing of like I'm gonna chew with my mouth open because I'm told not to? Like, <laughs> yeah. So and then in the sex they have is it's like weird. It's like this is pretty soft core. Like it, it, there's more of it than I expected, kind of. Yeah, but it's also pretty over the top. It, it, yes. It's it's not quite John Waters depicting straight sex, but like <laughs> it gets there. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Jason stabs the, gr- the girls on top. She's riding him mm-hmm. and he, he stabs her with like a a, a harpoon. Machete, Something. Right? It, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a machete. Machete. It's, but big. it's a phallic yeah. thing that shoots through her chest and blood shoots on the guy's face. So it looks like yeah. a cum shot, but it's blood. And that's movies for you. That's movies for you. Wow. <laughs> and so then that nerd we talked about, he goes to meet up with his coworker. Uh, she gets murdered by Jason, but then Jason mm-hmm. flees the scene. This guy, the they think he tried to, he killed her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he gets arrested. His friend works at the, for the police too, is trying to help him out. He gets the info from Creighton Duke. He escapes. <laughs> Um, he eventually meets his baby, <laughs> which is pretty and cute, emotional. Now, I had seen this movie already, but for some reason this time I was like, Jason doesn't get into that baby, does he? That's that's like that's a that's a bridge too far. We gotta wait for Tom Lennon and Ben Garant to to take over before we start getting into that territory. But it mm-hmm. was a second there, I'm like, stay away from that baby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Usually yes. with uh, with horror movies and babies, uh, y- y- Satan's like the only category you're allowed to mix babies and horror with, right? So a slasher introducing a baby, it's, it's, it's scary territory as well. In a different exactly. way, in, in a metatextual way. <laughs> now all this, I mentioned how a Voorhees must rebirth mm-hmm, Jason, mm-hmm. all of which comes through a moment where the, the shady TV guy has brought the mom's body to the house she's in the basement uh jason the snake the worm whatever that is the spirit of jason gets down to the basement shoots up the vagina of the dead body mm-hmm. cut to, and you're just like me and my mom were just like oh no they're mom not gonna was still there that's mom came back wild. for this part oh, came back. she was a trooper and um we cut to that and then Jason Voorhees, as we know him and love him, jumps out of the floorboard and is ready to kill. <laughs> what a triumphant moment. But thankfully, we have found a dagger that will kill him if a mm-hmm. Voorhees stabs him. 
And the young Miss Voorhees does that. She kills Jason Good. Oh, there's one particular shot where our nerd, our hero guy, he's just trying to escape Jason. He climbs on like a monkey bar setup, and then Jason just like tips it over. <laughs> and the way it was just framed, I just I I loved it. Where it's just like I just suddenly some shots you just see the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crew, you see the director going, okay, I want it to look like this. We're going to go straight on. Mm-hmm. And we let's do it. We don't want to do this too many times because it might get hurt because it is a stunt. So let's be safe. But then it's just like they put a lot of time and thought into this. It's pretty well composed. And listen, and I love uh, speaking of physical media, I'm a broken fucking record over here. But like, yeah, that type of effort is 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 from this level of, of movie, from a studio produced movie f- for horror fans. Like you don't just have somebody type in on a computer to make the CGI thing happen. Time mm-hmm. and effort is put into each and every sequence. Yes. F- for this final product. And that <laughs> is yeah. good. I like that. Yes. Oh, it's just beautiful. And you know, yeah, it's like, yeah, people set up a, a production designer was like, let's put this here, right. you know, and they collaborated with the camera department to light it and have it, you know, all be done. And it's like, cool, we did it. Because even if that shit still happens for like Annabelle movies or whatever I'm railing against, like, <laughs> uh, you don't feel that as much. It's not, it's just simply not as tactile. Even if it's there, yeah. they're just disguising it. Uh so again, back to physical media, back to whatever. There's an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where he like converts all of his dad's old albums to CD, and this is like the plot of the episode. Is like yeah. the dad is fucking pissed. Like, <laughs> no, I like my records. Like yeah, yeah. He's like yeah, but now you, you can hear just the song in a better quality without all the pops and clicks. I like the pops and clicks. Mm-hmm. Like and again, we've talked about how we're aging and dealing with it, but that's. It's pretty much the current war right now is I give us our pops and our clicks. Like it's, it's, but yeah, this is better. Cause you can't see the strings. It's like, George, stop remaking star Wars. You already made the movie. You don't get to remaster yeah. it. I don't know. Oh, it's like, you know, well, one of the early things I watched when I came up here, I watched the first three terminators with my dad, you know, mm-hmm. we said the first one, he goes, Oh yeah, this is older. It looks, it looks corny. I'm like, no, what are no. you talking about? It looks cool. It's like, and it's like, this is the thing. Can too, I dox like, your dad a little bit? Can I snow in your dad a little bit? Oh, yeah. yes, please do. You know what I'm saying already? Yes, yeah. Is uh, JZT's dad's uh, learning that Avatar was quite expensive to make was shocking to him because he said, uh, well, how, how can it be that expensive? It's, isn't it all CGI? Yeah. I said, yeah, it has to be like the fourth most successful movie to profit. like, what, why is it so expensive? I thought it was all CGI. He goes, well, CGI is very expensive. He's like, what really so then to learn that that he also thinks it looks better too so to him he's just like oh we've solved movies it's it's cheap and it looks amazing beautiful why why is there (laughs) any problems anymore with movies i feel like it's too a thing of like you know my my problem with movies i used to watch it and go how did they make that and i didn't know but now i just go oh just computers oh okay yeah, some nerd typing away and it just looks so much better because the other one looks cheesy <laughs> yeah. i don't know again pop throwing gremlins on during the christmas season and you're just like these fuckers built all these this is a three-dimensional creature walking around man you can't oh, yeah. tell me that that don't look better dude. It looks, yeah. yeah anyway um 
there was some uh, amazing CGI at the end of this movie, though. When, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The uh, blue energy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> energy? It's, uh, it's quite a movie. Yeah, Jason explodes. He gets stabbed. What I like about this, too, titles are often confusing for movies. Sometimes they're outright lies, right? <laughs> yes. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. They don't ever actually get married in that movie. <laughs> it's a click. That's a line to get you to understand the premise quickly. Mm-hmm. Jason goes to hell. In the same way that Jason goes to Manhattan, they are the last things that happen in the movie. The movie is <laughs> yeah. ends when they do those things. Yes. We don't need to live in that thing all that long. It's not Jason in Manhattan. It's not Jason in hell. This movie's called Jason Goes to Hell. And that's, they, they, they fulfill that promise. And now, JZT, if I told yes. you I have a time machine, get in, we're going to opening night of motherfucking Jason Goes to Hell, because this is why I'm putting the time machine to that dial, is because the last two seconds of this movie in a crowded theater in 1993, I need to hear what that sounds yes oh yeah we slowly zoom down on his mask in the dirt and what happens freddy krueger's hand comes and grabs it oh my god now again we were in the future we know freddy vs jason happened yes they don't know that those poor (laughs) creatures have to wait 10 years and the only reason the only way you could know that is to see the movie again not know that but trust that it could happen to know that the movie ended that way is to talk to a friend who had seen it or see it. Like yes. there's no, like if it were to happen now, it's like Paramount and uh, New Line have come to a deal that Jason is allowed to be in 15 seconds of <laughs> the new series of Chucky. And it's like, yeah. it's God, what a, that I, unbelievable. Honestly, the closest thing I can think of that I did get to experience was the end of Split. Oh, yeah. It is revealed to be a sequel to Unbreakable. Like, that was fucking cool. I got to see it. It's, I care less about those things than I do mm-hmm. Freddy and Jason, but it was still fucking cool. So to be there and be like, anything's possible in a movie. <laughs> like, anything is possible now. And again, it's not fair because I'm sure people at the time who were like our age were aware of like studios and stuff. So it, maybe I'm doing that thing where we treat audiences dumber just because we weren't around. But there was there the internet was way less prevalent that maybe I think the average viewer wouldn't know. Well, New Line bought it, so it's possible that we could have Freddy show up. You know, that's right. Fesh, yeah. We've come. It's time for a popular segment on this oh, show: okay. the box office game. Been a while. Speaking of opening weekend, seeing this movie live. Yeah. Let's go back to the weekend of August 13th. <gasps> this is the day before I turned three years old? That's right. You could have gone to see this on your third <laughs> birthday. Yeah, I don't need a time machine. I just needed to do it back then. God damn it, idiot. Exactly. So this film, Jason Goes to Hell, colon, The Final Friday, opened at number two, making oh. eight, seven million and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm-hmm. a big action thriller. Action thriller. 
This is August of 93. That's right. Hmm. As a major, an older is star. Is it a sequel or no? It is not. Does it have a sequel? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. If so, it's like maybe directed. Older star at the time. That's right. Hmm. Who's only still in movies and only older. Huh. Is it Mr. Eastwood? No. Hmm. Younger than that, I imagine then? Yes, 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 younger. Yeah. But also very old. Huh. At the time, um, Mr. You know, Ford? Star of many franchises. Was it hit Mr. Ford? That's right. It's a Harrison Ford. Is it Air Force One? No. Is That's it a few the... years later. Okay, yeah. I, I, I don't know. My Ford's too good. Uh, is it... Hmm. Something about a plane, though, right? No? No planes? No. Um, Tommy Lee Jones also in this one? Oh, the Fugitive. The Fugitive, yes. <laughs> Grossing. Oh, it's already grossed $60 million. Shout out to the Fugitive. Okay, number three. It's it's a movie. Uh, I need to okay. look up some info about it. I can tell you. Did you, you know anything it, about it before? I did not. This is your hearing of this movie for the first time. I'm just hearing about this. Um, it okay. shares a name with okay. one of Renoa's weapons in Final Fantasy VIII. Very helpful. I think. Um, okay, we got... Oh, my God. It's a Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes joint vehicle. Huh. Two-hander. It's an action crime thriller. Should, sounds familiar. I'll give you a logline. When an escort girl is found dead in the offices oh of a Japanese country in Los Angeles, detectives Webb Smith and a John Japanese Connor, country in Los Angeles. I'm sorry. A Japanese company. Oh, company. Okay. So two detectives act as a liaison between the company's executives and the investigating cop, Tom Graham. Okay. How many syllables are in the title? <laughs> two words. Is one of them the or a? No. Two words, two three words. syllables. Yes. Do any of these words start with a vowel? Mm, no. All consonants across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a name, maybe a weapon from Final Fantasy VIII. That's what's really yes. fucking me here. If I'm taking any guesses. Yeah. Huh. Is there an animal in the title? No. An element. I'll give you this. One of the words is a planet. Or not a planet. It's uh, a star. <laughs> it's a star. One well, of the, the sun one of the... is also a star. So is it sun? It's the sun. Sun is the second word. Yes. Huh. I'm going to assume because they said Japanese company Rising is in there. Rising Sun. Yes. Okay, there we go. Uh, what, uh, wow. A movie that happened, you know. We got to check it out. Okay, number three, a family movie. <laughs> well, number four. Oh, Rising Star made $6 million. Great job. Oh, and it had made $40 million at that point. Okay, pretty good. Way to go, Rising Number Star. four. Number four, you know, a classic fa- dramatic children's movie. Hmm. Um, My Girl? No. Kind of set in the olden times. It's got a very, this is a hundred years ago vibe to it. I think there Secret was a musical. Garden? That's right. The Secret Garden. Listen, the- I'm not like great at this, 
but I'm pretty <laughs> good at this. You're like, pretty good. You're pretty good. I think that's pretty good to get Secret Garden off of those two clues. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So the number five. Mm-hmm. This is a movie starring and probably directed by the guy you guessed was the star of the number one movie. Okay, Clint Eastwood. All right, got it. Clint Eastwood. What's the deal with this movie? Well, <laughs> he plays a secret agent. Yeah, I'm not going to know this one. It's in the line of fire. Yeah, yeah. I would have never. Let's keep and going. What's number six? Number six? Yeah, let's go. Oh, boy. Let's it do was it. released by Universal Pictures. Okay. The title has three words. <laughs> and, um, okay. You, oh, my goodness. Okay. I think <laughs> this is a movie that was, I think it was discussed on Blake Check recently as okay. an insane movie. You said three okay, words? No. Okay. You said three words, though? Yes. Uh, starring Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. I got to give you that. Okay. Huh. <laughs> An unhappy businessman finds a new sense of purpose after he's tasked with helping a quartet of ghosts fulfill their last wishes before moving on to the afterlife. Well, sounds good. Yeah. Like that. Oh, gosh. Three words. Is there an animal in the title? No. Is there an element? No. Uh, no. Huh. Vowels? Yeah. Oh, one of them starts with a vowel, or two of them, or three of them. It'd be weird. I'll give you this. The second word is and, so it's a blank okay. and blank. Huh. What is the plot again? Sorry, I want to hear that again. Oh, sure. An unhappy businessman finds a new sense of purpose after he's tasked with helping a quartet of ghosts fulfill their last wishes before moving on to the afterlife. Is one of the words dead? No, uh, but something you can see where it's coming dead. from with that. Yeah, like yeah, dead and gone or something. Um, oh my god, Elizabeth Shoes in this movie? Hell yeah, Kira Sedgwick, rock on. Wow, Charles Grodin, sounds... Grodin, Grodin's in it. I want to say Mason, he plays um, Harrison Winslow. Wow, yeah, Harrison Winslow. Um, I gotta throw my hands up here. I don't know what's what's this movie. The movie is called Hearts and Soul, Heart and Souls. Oh, it's a Ron Underwood joint. I got it. Does it look good? I'll look it up. I don't need to. Okay, the next couple are easier, so we'll just round out the top ten. Okay, number seven, easily. Okay, it's it's already made three hundred million dollars. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Bing, Bing, Bing. Number eight, the Tacoon aren't the only whales in movies. Free Willy. Free Willy, yep. Making $4 million this weekend on its way to $52 million. Okay, so Heart and Souls is giving nine lives energy. Oh, yeah. D- Ghost Dad. This looks gooby. All right, I got to check out <laughs> Heart and Souls. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, number nine, it's a movie starring a big movie star of the time. Mm-hmm. He's still a movie star now. Mm. Had one of the biggest films of this year. Okay, Tom Cruise. Yes, uh, one of his more dramatic roles. Hmm. Based on a book. A Few Good Men? No. Um, born on the 4th of July? No, it's like 80s, isn't it? No. I believe it's a John Grisham book. The Pelican Brief? I don't know if Tom no. Cruise is in that. That's later, I feel like, too. <sighs> I'm not good on the Grishams. 
We're not good on the cruises, apparently, either. He directed Such this dramatic one. Dramatic movie. 1993. Eh, I give up. What is it? It's The Firm. The Firm. A classic title the movie firm. I have not seen. The Firm. The Firm. And then number 10, holy moly, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a parody, if you will. Is it a weigh-ins? No. Is it hot shots? No. Mm. It's a tight one of the one of the one of the parody auteurs. Right. Well, listen, yes. he's in hot shots. Yes, yes you know. Um, so um, is it Robin Hood Men in Tights? Ding ding ding. Way to go, Fesh. That's the top Wait, ten. I don't think he's in he's not involved in hot shots. Never mind. But yeah. Um cool. Yeah. A carry you always. Yeah. Always. Mr. Saw, Mr. Black Christmas 2019. <laughs> Mr. A Castle for Christmas. A Christmas movie I watched, also mm. starring Brooke Shields, and it was pretty charming. From what year? Either this year or two years ago. Oh, wow. Come out, it's recent. Brooke, where's Brooke been? Yeah, right? Brooke, Brooke we love you. She's got, she's fun in the movie, you know. She, I wouldn't be surprised to learn some dark stuff about Brooke. Is Brooke okay? Brooke's all right? I think she's all right. Yeah. I think she's had a wildish, a pretty wild life. Yeah, she's she was like a model, pretty damn young, and yes, and yeah. But as far as it, okay, again, so yeah, it's like you check her Wikipedia, personal life, postpartum depression, relationship with Michael Jackson, and then filmography. You sure. know, <laughs> there no, could I'm, be. I'm saying it's not like a Kirstie Alley situation where it's like later stuff got bad. Right, yeah. No. I think she's doing okay. Yeah. She navigated out of what could be in some good dark job, waters Brooke. pretty well. They, so. That's a good looking couple. Elwes and Brooke. Yeah. Shields and, and, and Carrie. <laughs> and they're in Scotland. They're in Scotland. What brings them there? She's going to escape. She's a romance novelist. Mm-hmm. People are very angry that she killed off the love interest of her books. So, so far it's misery. Yes. <laughs> And he owns a <laughs> castle that is on hard times. Okay. And so she buys the castle. And he, uh, <laughs> it's just a bad time to be in the, the castle business, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Rough. COVID was very hard in the castle industry. <laughs> and they, would you believe it? Fall in love. That's good. Yeah. It's a good looking couple. I'll say it again. Yeah. I can't recommend enough Castle for Christmas. There you go. Was it a made for TV or a streamer or I saw it on Netflix, so bum yeah. bum. Right? Bum 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 bum. Well folks, Fesh, I think we need to wrap this up. Sounds good. I think we did. It's done. We did a great yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful Friday the thirteenth this has been. Is there anything else any closing thoughts? No. Yeah. <laughs> fun movie yeah i recommend fun yeah movie, there you go i recommend movie, it you know i recommend it yeah would you, you would recommend it right i would pop some popcorn it throw it in and watch it yeah no nothing going in just enjoy yeah Ooh, you know what I'll get popcorn they have these ice cream oreo ice cream sandwiches i had one mm-hmm. last night it was great sounds delicious yeah it was amazing yeah all right well folks we love, love you. you we'll be back soon hopefully at no least. promises. No promises. Maybe, maybe in October, twenty twenty. Certainly in October for the Friday the thirteenth. That's a promise oh, yeah. we have to keep. A lot of changes in all of our lives coming up. Let's we'll just all. See. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Peace and love. Bye. Peace and love.